What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining us on the panel tonight are... Danny Murray. Roger May. And returning, Johnny Morales. God dang it. I know. <laughs> Thought we got rid of him, and he like a cat. He came back the next day. Yeah. Um, Producing, as I, always, I, is... Hey, I miss Johnny, because he does all the news. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't miss Johnny, you miss the work he does. I already do a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that is Matt. Say hi, Matt. What's up, guys? Oh, disappoint me. Hi, Matt. Thank you. Okay. Can you just let everyone know, Johnny, that you came back for me? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I totally no didn't. No clue you were on tonight. Yeah, no, no way. <laughs> no clue you were on tonight. Hate to break it to you, Danny. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a review podcast, so there will be some mild spoilers depending on mm. the mood we're in for some stuff. Uh, we typically review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an independent book each week, along with a graphic novel. <laughs> and Bless I you. sneezed. Bless you. Thank you. Um, edit. edit, yeah. Uh, we usually are going to play some trivia, or we will play some trivia to give you, the listeners, some chances to win some books, right? Yep. Yeah. We got some good stuff to give away this week. Stuff and things. And then before we get to all of that, we're going to go ahead and do some news and answer some questions. Oh, it's good to be back. You got to say it's time for some news. Anyway, moving on to news. It's better. It's a garbage truck on fire, man. Got it, got it, DC will be revealing Hawkman's true origin in December with issue number seven. So for those interested in whatever that is. In other words... They're changing it. Part five. Yeah. They're retconning it. Yeah, they're retconning it to for the third, fourth Vinditi, time. Though, so I trust, I trust Vinditi. He's yeah, he, he's good. I think he's written, what, Exo Manowar and like uh, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Green yep. Lantern. He had a long run on Green Lantern. Uh, he's currently writing Hawkman. Damage. He's writing Damage. But he's written something else that, not not Manowar, it's something else. Think it's, we'll think of it later. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Keep going. Um, all right, moving on. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, Mary, uh, sorry, Marvel announces Mary X-Men one-shot holiday special uh, oh. December 5th with Mary X-Men number one. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's going to collect a bunch of writers and artists. It's basically like an anthology book. Uh, no idea on the price. I assume it's, like, oversized. Ten bucks. Probably. Calling it. Uh, Probably. Sounds about right. But, yeah, uh, there's going to be <laughs> 25 stories. Yep. What? Ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, Probably 15. Uh, the first 24 will be one page each, with each representing one day on the calendar, leading up to the 25th. Unless they're like one page each. Oh, okay. Each. Huh. It w- that, that, yeah, they're one page each. Oh. <laughs> then it's not even a full copy. Yeah. Uh, 25 pages. <laughs> oh, that's, that's weird. No ads? No idea. Well, of comic. Uh, <laughs> next up is, um, so Marvel canceled, uh, let's see, Chelsea Kane's upcoming Vision uh, series. Uh, Why? That's the thing nobody knows, especially not uh, Chelsea Kane, because uh, she was contacted back in 2015 to, or 2016 to write this Vision uh, series. And, you know, she had an interview. Uh, it's very weird as to why um, Marvel decided to cancel this. Um, but, yeah, uh, Chelsea Kane was the writer of uh, um, The Mocking... Uh, I think, is, is it Mockingbird? Mockingbird. Right. Uh, that's that book, uh, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, but yeah, and I was looking forward to this, but it's canceled, and nobody knows why. It's a bummer. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Secret cancellation. And the last piece of news that I have here is uh, Boom Studios acquired the Buffy the Vampire Slayer license. Um, I think uh, I remember a couple of weeks ago, it was um, 
what's Josh Whedon's like properties were moving away from Dark what was Horse. It? Dark Horse, yeah. I think. They're going out of Dark Horse. Yeah. So mm. I guess Buffy the Vampire Slayer has found her home in at Boom Studios. Was there no DC news? Uh, I mean, besides the Hawkman thing. No, that's true. That's Sorry. that's pretty much it. That's it. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the second print of uh, Batman Damned <laughs> will be more shadowy. Yeah. Oh, revealing. it's getting censored, right? Yeah. Wow, caused that much of a stir up, huh? Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. be there in a sec, guys. Uh, Dick will not appear in the, <laughs> in the second. He won't print. come. Uh, you guys are dumb. Dang. I did not. Did mean Dang. I did not mean Double that. Double on He's not gonna come on in. Here. He's not gonna come on in. He's not gonna come on in to the to the to the to the, to the comic. Just stop. Moving on. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> did, mm, these are all bad. Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> do we have any questions this week? In the email, Matt? Nothing I saw. Nothing. Only Matt, trivia Matt's questions. Which, thanks, guys. Keep sending me that trivia. All right. Uh, who's pitching Batman Damned? Let's get right to um, it. That's me. All right. Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Batman Damned, number one, uh, by Brian Azzarello, art by Lee Bermejo. Um I, how do I sum this up? This was uh, a weird book. Yeah. Um, Batman, uh, I don't know, meets up with Dead Man. Very gritty, supernatural thriller, mystery in Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, I don't know, is that Enchantress? Yeah, the the, um, the one in the Bruce shadows. Bruce is a kid. The, the is that Enchantress? Little, I think that's Enchantress. I don't yeah, know. It looks like Enchantress. I think you were. The I was one like, it looks like the ring that, chick. I don't know. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah well, remember yeah. the Enchantress? Uh, what they look? What she looked like in Suicide Squad the movie? Yeah. With those little tiny little horns. That's what she looked like in the comics. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. Very well. Okay. Could be her. Yeah. This was, you know, uh, this is an interesting book. Um, Lee Bermage's art is just phenomenal. I I, I love his art yeah. in this. Um, I let me just say this, DC. The next time that you want <laughs> to make a magazine-sized comic, don't. Oh, that's awkward. Um, just don't. There's no bags. I l- look, okay. I well, it fits in a magazine bag. And oh board, yeah. But okay. uh, look, I I'm fine with it. I'm all about the art and the stories. I don't care. You give me large format art, I I'm gonna enjoy it. But comic. Collectors in general are extremely OCD, and when they come in and I hand them a magazine-sized comic, they're immediately conflicted. They're like, uh, huh? (laughs) Do you have a smaller one? No, you know. And it's the same thing every time. Just don't do it. I mean, I like it, but I actually like it. Um, I I do too. But dude, we're Most everybody else is like, no, make it a standard comic size. It doesn't fit with my other Batman, <laughs> and I'm like, I it's don't care because it's a premium <laughs> format. It's different. It's one. I, I it's know. one series. Uh, see, I think and luckily that's, that's it's only, only three, three issues. Series, right? Is it, it only yeah, three yeah, issues? It's only three issues. So, the, the, um, the problem with with this type of format is, I mean. Where are you going to put it, like, on a bookshelf or anything? Like, even if you didn't want to put it away... With your other books. magazines? Right, yeah, totally. Yeah, because, you know, everyone collects those. I mean, actually, I but like a couple. But, um, like, what are you supposed to do with it? You know? It doesn't fit on a bookshelf. It comes out. It's, it's like a, it's like a Brian K. Vaughn's uh, the, the Private Eye. 
bookshelves no, can be adjusted, yeah. and you can just put them in there. And no, put no, 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 but no, I'm, saying, look, I'm with Johnny be, on this one. Look, yeah. look, it's like private eye. Yeah, you slip that into a bookshelf with the spine out; it's going to be sticking out six inches. I try to do that with that Snyder Le- uh, Jeff Lemire oh, AD, God. I think. Yeah, AD yeah. after. Yeah, AD after. Yeah. <laughs> That's another. You know, That's it's like just just stop. I you know I understand artistic creativity and all that stuff, but save that for something else. Not. Not the comic shop. It doesn't play yeah. well. Hmm. It, anyway, it doesn't. I doesn't bother me. Like I, j- it literally was not that big of an issue. I was sitting there like, oh, this is really. Is it, is it because really you had pretty. to answer yeah. the question? No, I don't have bag and board for something like this. And how many times did you have to answer that question? Well, we have. I mean, we have the bags. I usually don't stock magazine boards, but uh, we have the bags. Because why would you? Why would anybody? <laughs> but Honestly. no, it's just. Freaks everybody out. Mm. Yeah, but I, look at how much you get to take I, in. I no ads too. No ads. There's no ads. It flowed. Very, but it's seven dollars. Well, yeah, but look at also the quality of the the the, the cover. I mean, right. you have a gloss on the back of bats. No, I mean um, I agree with you. It's good quality. My problem is not the book or the art. My problem is everything that's surrounding DC at the moment. That they left this dark edginess from the New Fifty Two for this hopeful world, and now all of a sudden they're slowly yeah. going back to that and I don't know why. Did you like this story? That's I be enjoyed it. it. That's what I've said. Like, for my, my, my biggest qualm with this book has nothing to do with the book and the art. They were actually done relatively well. I enjoyed it. When I picked it up from Rogers, I was like, nah, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to pick it up. And so Rogers was like, okay, well, you know, read it kind of thing. I read it and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to finish the story. How did it you made f- me want to finish the story. How did you feel about the Battle Wang? <laughs> the Battle Wang or Bruce Wang? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, Bruce Wang. Uh, Nobody knew that this was going to be in this book. <laughs> Black- <laughs> it uh, it came out of nowhere, but um, DC Black Label. I did a, little, a lot more research because a lot of times when people ask me about it, everyone would say, "Well, what's the mature audience? One? It's the mature audience. It's the mature audience. It's actually not just the mature audiences. It's actually uh, going to be a, an in imprint for their side story. So Darwin Cooks is getting Darwin Cooks New Frontier is getting a new print." With the black label, black imprint. label, yes. Yeah, so um, um, uh, Master Race, Kingdom Come, Kingdom Come. All these side stories that are not technically canon and not in continuity, it's going to have its own home, which is DC Black Label. I like that. I actually like for mature audiences. You know, for if they do, I mean, there's a lot of comics that do nudity relatively very well. Saga does it very well. Um, East and West does it well. Witches did it well. Like a lot of them can do it very well. So I have no problem with DC characters doing that if it's for appropriate audiences. So I wasn't really like, it didn't really bother me as much because they, they, they classified it. Like I said, my biggest problem is not this or the art, which was, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not the biggest fan of this art, but I can appreciate how well it is. Like you can appreciate the craftsmanship in this, but yeah. it's just not my fourth cup of tea. And everything in the peripherals that's happening at DC, I, I personally don't like. It's actually kind of pissing me off. I had a lot of problems with this book. Um, at the first time I read it, I was like, I don't know how to feel. It's just, it, it, it felt weird, you know? Um, but then I re- reread it, and I was like, I don't think I like this. Um, and I think it's because uh, I, I love, well, I really like Libermejo's work, but the dude went really heavy on the inking. It's, com- like, really dark to see and mm. things like that. Really uh, heavy, too. Like, yeah. even his suit looks Right, and he doesn't look like he can be any acrobatics at all. It looks like a freaking like the a, fact that it's so tank. that it's like isn't that kind of the point of oh, this? Oh yeah, I, no, I get no, that. I get it, but I, I also don't feel like it. I really want you to take art lessons, Johnny. <laughs> 
I mean, let's just live stream that. Okay, but th- that's the thing. I Watch him scribble with a crayon <laughs> on a piece I of gu- paper. I guarantee you, the inks in this book are no heavier than they were in Batman Noel and or I don't like, Prometheus Joker. Yeah, I know. Or uh, Luther. I mean, his, the, the inks in, in, in that are the same as the other. It's his style. It's but his art style. Yeah. Even the Arkham and Asylum book. But, but I, it, it also reminds me, and, and not mm-hmm. uh, in the style or artistically, really, really but like, uh, uh, what's that dude's name from Kingdom Come? Alex, Alex Ross. Alex Ross. Right. So it's, it, I feel like it doesn't fit like sequential art. It, it looks stiff almost. It... it, it it doesn't work for me in a comic. I l- like to see covers and I like to see his art. It's very pretty, but it's also very still. Um, I think it fits for the story, though. Couldn't I, disagree more. I, I I'm think the same way. I really disagree with that. With look, with Alex Ross and Kingdom Come, I can I I can agree somewhat. I remember reviewing that book and feeling that way. Like you have these beautiful static images that doesn't really convey motion. But I don't. I do not think mm-hmm. that uh, Bermejo is the same way with his art. I mean, I I think there's a fluidity to to this book that. You you don't have in 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 Kingdom Come. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I, I mean I could see some some panels that are, they're definitely more fluid than than Kingdom Look, Come. it's like when when uh, Dead Man appears, mm-hmm. and you have that ghostly image of Dead Man pulling out of the body and then going into the chick. There's so much motion conveyed in there right. that uh, with usually with a, a you know we'll say a a typical comic style, mm-hmm. it looks you still have a cartoony aspect to it where you just have this lighter shade. With this one, I think that there's actually almost this spiritual, you know, uh, essence that, that, you know, of motion that is captured by Mejo in this book. And I see that even, I mean, I mean just about in, in every panel. So I, I yeah. personally... Maybe I'm just like, like nitpicking on like this second page because, I mean, he, he looks really good, but... Well, but the, the blood, blood doesn't look real. Yeah, right. The, the blood that, looks that, that's cartoony. What, that, that's that's what like, messed no. me up. It's like, why does the blood look like yeah, that? Sure. Exactly. Well, and, and I, I absolutely agree with that 100%. My eyes are drawn down, and it's like, well, that's interesting. You almost have this two-dimensional bleed-out yeah. from, from yeah. Bruce's side, whereas I know that as an artist, Permesio could make that look different. He yeah. could make it look like it's, you know, and so it's like, why do you do that? And, and I maybe think, all the blood in the book looks just, like that. Yeah, yeah. and maybe exactly. that, I think maybe I think and that's I think why. That that's to draw your eye to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's more just a a technique with a purpose than it is to look realistic. Cause also it's actually look, just, it's to draw your eye to it. Because look mm-hmm. at how bright it is compared to how muted everything else is yeah. right, in the book as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just like Roger said, two dimensions. There's no even like contrast lines within the blood, at all. I forgot how much I love this guy, Bermuda. Oh yeah. my god. I, I, I don't I know. Like he breaks the fourth saying. wall for me in my brain. And essentially, that when I read a comic, I think I'm gonna read a comic, not a surreal version of comic book realms. You know. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of snaps me out of that. But you can't do anything but appreciate how dang good he is and how well it actually fit for for Batman Damned. It's not my go-to art. He's not one of my favorites, but you can appreciate it. He's really good, um, and especially in this book. I man, I I adore his art. There's a there's that the, I think it's one of the first splash pages where Batman breaks out from the paramedics. Yeah, and then he's like crouching, and you have the city in front of him with the mm-hmm. the smoke kind of 
you know, filling the, the the sky in front of the buildings, and it's just, it's, man, it's so good. What about the story, Jonathan? Like, the overall, like, what it says right there on the back, the first four lit on the back of the whole book? On the back of the whole book? Well, I think you need the back of the book to give you... The Joker is dead, and did Batman finally kill him? I think there's going to be a lot of, like, what is happening Mm -hmm. through this story, especially based off the last page. Yeah. Um, You know. Azrello, I usually like him. This is this is this is kind of like Azarello on an acid trip it, because it, I can't. It, the story is almost oh. impenetrable. I need I need all three issues yeah. of this story. Yeah. I need to read it from from you know front to back, end to end, to understand what's going on. I feel like he's trying to uh, emulate uh, Frank Miller a little too much. Uh, oh. How so? With like a with the beginning, like uh, he's he's writing in this weird style of, uh, you know, like when I'm when I read it, I I don't expect to read like the first page. I'm like, this sounds weird. It sounds like tenth grade poetry, <laughs> uh, uh, like the first few lines. I get I get you on that. Yeah, one. and it's yeah. just like, why is he writing like this? Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, the, the, this sequence yeah. of words. It's just like. This is weird. This nobody talks like this. The writing style. John Constantine does. Yeah, but the writing style for me was a little bit weird. I mean, it was almost when I was reading, um, when you're reading like narratives, and then you're also reading dialogue from the actual characters. It's hard for me. Like honestly, me and I might be, and I'm pretty stupid. Yeah. So that's why it's hard for me. Is and they did this in metal, and they've done this in other ones where the background story is happening, and then dialogue's happening as well. So sometimes I have to read spread pages twice. To read the background first, and then go back and read, read the the actual dialogue that's happening. And I yeah. had to do that in this one, and it made a little bit more sense sense contextually. But it was, I like it when the narrative and the dialogue, not just the art, is flowing seamlessly. And I don't think it was as good as this because of the exactly. choppy art, the yeah. choppiness, not the art, the choppy the, um, poetry, like you were saying. Yeah, I think that's that was my biggest thing. But it was still good. Yeah, I mean, because like. Uh, you don't have two narrators, but you have like the subject, with, which is Batman, and you know all the people around him, and you have this narrator. And I feel like the subject matter, yeah. yeah, you have the subject matter or the 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 object. Sorry, uh, Batman, it, like his stuff doesn't mix well with the this like tenth grade, you know. Completely disagree. Uh, it, it's to me, it flowed perfectly fine. <laughs> loved it. I loved, I loved the the tone and the pacing of it. I think Pacer was good. I just it it, it 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 was just it was it's jarring. I found it's it. It's jarring. It wasn't like a, like a whiplash. It was just more of like a okay. I have to I have to reset my brain right now. Like I have to yeah. I have to. Switch, I get that. Switch. I get that. I, I, with comics, like I, I want to you know pay attention, but I feel like I needed to like really pay attention to yeah. just get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the first five pages I had to concentrate. After yeah. that, yeah. it actually was really well. a little bit better. And then when, you know, when... Yeah, but I don't think you're going to understand this story on a first read. I think you need you need the next two issues because there's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, trippy stuff going on in here with you know, Batman's chasing this guy through the alleyways and he breaks through this door and then all of a sudden he's at you know, some sewer entrance to the Batcave yeah. where he goes in and, and we meet little, little Grayson. <laughs> you know, there's, I, and it's like, what just happened? Yeah. Where did, you know, this guy disappeared? You know, Bruce is going into the Batcave. 
you know, uh, in his bat birthday suit, and 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 then he gets a disguise. It's like I don't, you know, this isn't making a lot of sense. I think we really need the next two issues to really provide some some further context. Yeah, you know, what's what's Atana doing? What's you know, Dead Man doing? Constantine, you know, this is obviously this is a supernatural Batman story and yeah. something weird, something next level going on with Bruce that I don't think we're, we we fully understand now. And this whole thing with, with Joker coming at the end uh, is is dead, but um, but maybe not. Crucified, like, you know. That was, I mean, that besides the, I really like that page. the nudity grittiness of what DC's Black Label and this and DC in general is now turning towards, that last page to me was a lot more mature <laughs> than um, than even the nudity, which I think the nudity well, was done actually really well when he's talking to the computer, right? Oh, sure. The Shyamalama Ding Dong all out, and he's all like, hey, you know, uh, check for lacerations, check for, um, you know, poison or anything like that, and the computer's like, no, 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 no. I just don't want them to pull what DC has been pulling lately, especially with the bat wedding, with you know, going mm, back. Bait and switch. Yeah, the bait and switch at the very end, and he's hooked up to Mad Hatter's, uh, you know, Mad Hatter computer or something like that, and then they just like, oh, nothing really happened. There's no, there's snaps. nothing. They no, this they just be a supernatural off. story through and through. There has to be, uh, I don't know, it, it it needs to stay rooted in in. Oh, I would love that that genre. But with you know, going back on Lois and Jonathan, going back on the wedding. Them reversing back to this, like, oh, I'm a tormented soul. And then going to the, you know, Batman animated series with Mad Hatter puts him into a scenario where his parents are still alive. Remember that episode, Jonathan? Vaguely. Um, I fear that that's what it's going to be. I don't, him caught in his own brain. I like, think you're oh. kind of making some big leaps and bounds just off of a couple of issues. I mean... Well, it's been one issue, but I'm making leaps and bounds based off of, like... No, no, a, no I'm talking a about... Pattern. A pattern. A pattern. I see a pattern within off DC. King's Batman. But that's just uh, Tom yeah, King's been relatively consistent in his. I mean, yeah, I get. There's a lot of people that are that are upset Clever. with the the Batman wedding thing or whatever. I think I'm more upset but, as a consumer. I, I but I, I don't think that that's necessarily where DC as a whole is going because there's a, plenty of other avenues yeah. that have maintained. I I agree their, with Jonathan. You're not excited for I'm that. I'm excited for that. But every five years, there's like a there's like a re, like. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, this world has gotten so dark. Infinite Crisis. This world has okay, gotten that's, so that's everything. dark. Right. Like, everything. It's gotten so... And here's... It's coming... It's If the writing's on the wall and it's coming full circle again... That's not the entire universe. <laughs> that's not the entire universe. I think we'll be fine. There's, I, there's, I think there's going to be I'm some t- titles that maintain their, their course. Right. But, I mean, then you should be skeptical about both companies. <laughs> you know, or every comic in general. Because mm-hmm. everybody does that. Well, that's why but, I like... But that's the thing. I agree with Jonathan. Like, so I don't think that we're going to have, like, a big bait and switch. Because, like, as much as I don't like Azarello, I don't think that he's that type of writer. You know, I... I, I no, think, I'm curious to see what the end product of this is. I mean, it could be a story bi-monthly. for the ages. Jesus. We don't... Know, and it's only three Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. The next it's one comes out Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, but in, Jan- in January, we'll have the entire thing. By January, it'll all be done. Yeah. It's, it's either going to be a story for the ages, or it'll be... Yeah. You know, just just another Batman story. I'm hooked. You know, I, I, we'll see. I got into it and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on this ride. Yeah, so. I, I definitely want to want to see where it goes. Rate it, rate it, rate it. Um, I'm gonna rate it. I'm gonna pull a Johnny four point seven two. 
I've never done this. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, four and a half. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's four stars for me, but that's that's weighting it heavy for Burmese's art. It's so beautiful to look at. Um, I trust Azarello. Um, I hope that in the end, the the, uh, the story as a whole is a five, but I'd, I'd give it a four off the bat. Oh, uh, I give it a two and a half. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was going to give it lower, but I'm like, eh, I kind of didn't, you know, enjoyed it a little bit more than I lead on. But it's just the, the stuff that bothered me, like, I guess really bothered me. But that's it. Five. <laughs> nice. Ooh, okay. Nice. Right. Really liked it. So, uh, let's go on to Death or Glory, our indie book. Boom, boom, boom. Death or Glory, issue five from Image. Writers Rick Remender and Bengal. What's Bengal's first name? It's just Bengal. Bengal. Oh, he just goes by Bengal? Yeah. Cool. Um, I haven't read issues one through five. One through four. Oh, excuse me. One through four. I did read five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why are you pitching it? And here's the thing is that I I read the first two pages of this where she's at the gas station. And then I I go back and I was like, man, I wonder if they have any more contacts. And on the opening page right here, it says the story so far. And I read that and I was like, dang, is that what I missed? I would love to see cool art from that. And I would really like that. that. And then I read all of it and I was like, man. And then I heard that it was only supposed to be five issues. But it's coming back. That's awesome. I want to read all four and I want to keep going. In January. I I love the dialogue in this. The art, the, the, the story, the art, the dialogue, the pacing. I loved everything about this book. I really, really, really enjoyed it. The dialogue was as a natural dialogue. That's the type of dialogue I like. Remender does it. Hickman does it well. Um, everyone knows what I, the other writer that I like, and every single time I say his name, Johnny rolls his eyes. <laughs> say it. Wait, say which it. one? Snyder. Um, Lemire does it very well too. Snyder's in Sweet fine. Tooth. <laughs> so that natural like progression in dialogue. That's me rolling my eyes. Yeah, he doesn't like Snyder. Uh, Snyder's fine for me. That's fine. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I love the high octane Mad Max type of feeling of this. Um, I loved the. Um, when you Female the really protagonist being strong. I love, I love, I love. The and you've got the really cool twist that he he throws in here that I, I'm sure it's been done before, but but I, I I couldn't point to where. But with the the human trafficking for the mm-hmm. you know uh, explicit purpose of organ harvesting. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty dark. Yeah. You know, but I I I like this book a lot. And the and the the darkness that you like you talked about it wasn't reflective in the art but just the weight of reading it so it, did, it wasn't yeah. like in the panel that they talk about this the you know darker tones like oh boom 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 they didn't they said we're going to keep this natural tone but this is a reality this is what's happening to these people and it, it, it was done very well i like how they didn't um change up the art it was fluid it's, everything was fluid it's very steve mcqueen yeah very steve mcqueen very uh, great escape steve mcqueen this is the only recommender that i'm pulling uh, and I've, um, so I'm a little behind. I only read two issues, and I enjoyed those. Uh, I really like the Bengal art. Uh, someone should get Remender a, an editor that knows Spanish. <laughs> it's like okay. Google Translation. Oh my! God. So it felt like there's Google not Translation. a lot. There's not a lot. There's just curse words. Mm-hmm. But one of them uh, is mis is misspelled. So that's actually the French one, and he's. Is it cool? Mexican. That might not, that might not have been his fault, though. That could have been. No, no, no. I know. But then this one, 
The one that he says culo. Culo, yeah. That just means he's he's saying butt. Yeah. Like, as as a curse word instead of the f word, you know, because like he's about to get run over, and he yells out butt. You know. You mean as, as in the curse word. Yeah. Yes. Like. No, not ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, cool. Well, well, no, it is. No, it's actually harder. Well, when it was thrown around my family, it really wasn't. Are you Salvadorian? No, I'm Colombian and Hispanic. Oh, okay. Mexican. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's like things that bother me. I'm like, oh, come on, do your work. You know, find the right curse words. But, you know, it's a little nitpick. I don't know how I feel about the story. I don't think that I'm going to continue on with it. I, I like the protagonist, um, but I realized uh, last time we read Death or Glory number one um, that I don't like Remender's, most of Remender's characters. And when I'm reading her, I'm like, okay, she's good. And then when I'm reading like his other characters, I'm like, okay, these guys are how I know to Remender to write characters, which yeah. I do not like. So I think I'm going to drop this book after this issue. Hmm. A piece of me. But it's really, I, I, I like where the story's going, but it's just, I don't think it's for me. A piece of me is kind of getting what, what you were saying, Johnny, about the you know the translation and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's it's very weird to have, and I don't I don't mean this to get like hardcore racial or anything like that, but white people uh, uh, or, or, or Caucasians writing for Mexicans because, like, uh, who's the, who's the Blue Beetle kid? Um, Jaime Reyes. Jaime Reyes, like, ay Dios mío, kind of thing. Like, and then like the the antagonists are like have luchador hats on. Like, it just didn't feel like an authentic Hispanic antagonist, you and know? I mean, it was just like, yeah. okay, this is, this is what I would naturally like assume they would be. Yeah, kind of a thing. So I didn't have big qualms with that, like, oh, I have an issue with this. It was just like, oh, I'm just, whatever. I, I'm kind I, of it, like, just, it was whatever to me. I'm kind of fine with like the bad guys in Luchador Mass. I'm like, okay, I see it all the time. This it's is fine. serious stuff. But, but, but yeah, when you're trying... Like, like organ donors, and like oh, luchador. Yeah, you know, just I just, just need to pay a little bit more attention, especially if you're gonna set your story like way down south, you know, just very close to the Mexican border. You're gonna have someone speaking in Spanish. Just make sure that you have someone that knows Spanish. Yeah. Because anybody that knows Spanish is just gonna laugh. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah, I, st- I still love it though. I, I, st- I, I, I yeah, really loved it. There's nothing inherently wrong with the story. It's just I don't think I like his characters. What would you rate it? Uh, three and a half. I still in- enjoyed it. But I think that's it. I'd rate it five. Well, four point seven five. Well, just 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 that little just that little bit of like, ah oh, man, like you're the worst. Uh, you know, just just not understanding culture comes like that. But five, four and a half, five. Yeah, I'm 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 at four stars on this one too. I just I, I find it uh, a joy to read. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it, it's it's a good read. Um, well paced the art is gorgeous I love Bengal's um, perspective in the the layouts for his art um, it's it's really cool I'm about where you're at four um, this is tough because I thought this was going to be a mini series which is why I hopped on it <laughs> well we said last week I think that the, you know, yeah. it was going to be the, la- you know, we supposed to be the, la- the last issue I thought it was supposed to be the last issue but I, th- I think sales were just so strong that he decided to pull in at least another arc I'm not sure how far the story he can says go we're only, he, he says we're only halfway through after all and so so probably 10 we'll issues so now it's probably 10 issues yeah okay 
So uh, yeah, January twenty nineteen for number six. So okay. I'm Little I'm hiatus. giving it a four also. Um, a lot of great high octane moments. Bengal's art is like you said, it's a joy to look at and all that. So. And he sells his original um, art, so you you guys should look him up. It's really good. But uh, I I too looked at the back of the book, Johnny. I know. I was telling the listeners. I don't care uh, about you. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and go over to Return, Return of Wolverine. Of Wolverine. <sighs> well, that's me. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so The Return of Wolverine, written by Charles Soule, uh, drawn by Steve McNiven, right? I don't think there's any other McNivens. And it's uh, Wolverine waking up uh, in this weird facility with, uh, no memory, no recollection of his past, or at least some recollection. Um, I just want to say the minute they went there, I went. Great. <laughs> <sighs> um, amnesia, amnesia Wolverine. Yeah. Fine. Mm-hmm. This oh. is going to be exactly what I want. <laughs> Not. The go-to. Is this where he lost his memory? No. No. Or did he lose uh, it again? Well, I Jibbers. think that knocked him out, and it put him into that delusion state yeah. where he's in in memory prison memory yeah, if he prison has, like, yeah. healing then wouldn't that not his amnesia would come back for the healing you would think but anyway um, this is not look uh charles mr soul um i what are you doing even no he did he did a bad job killing him. Him. look that book was fantastic up until the that last half of the last book in in my opinion um this one um uh, number one i number one i want to talk about they, they didn't really make a big deal about it except for in the first couple of pages of this book about him having heated claws mm-hmm. I'm, and i mean like on fire claws yeah, yeah red hot heat that makes no sense I, I I actually think that that might be just a delusional state for Logan. I don't know. I hope, but that can't. You but can't do that. Or maybe they Soul has said that that's his new power from waking up. That's retarded. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I said that too. Adamantium needs heat to cut through things. <clears throat> Does it? He can't. Oh, he he can't be running in you know <laughs> a, a core temperature of like four hundred degrees. <laughs> This is comics, dude. The guy has like super healing. I mean, like <laughs> Superman got like solar powers, right? Like no, solar. They, yeah, no, he died. That's Superman. Ended like up. recently? No, he died. Yeah. That was oh the yeah, that died you're right. In, uh, right before rebirth. Mm. Yeah, then, but but, yeah, solar but Logan's yeah. Logan's superpower is his healing factor. Yeah. The the fact that you know they engineered these claws to well actually no that was part of his skeleton too. Mm-hmm. But that they they Overlaid. laced his skeleton with with adamantium. The you adamantium know, should actually melt off. There's what? nothing. There's there's nothing Maybe? to say that Wolverine should like have flaming claws. I'm sorry. This was dumb. I don't yeah. know how that's even going to play. I kind of liked it, guys. Oh my. God. Go ahead, John. All right. Uh, ahead. I mean, <laughs> it, it's not. It, it's obviously like not going to be like. I'm not going to pick this up. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Like, I, I kind of rolled my eyes at the amnesia thing, but I'm like, you know what? I don't care. It, it's fine. Let me just go through with it. And it, it's kind of enjoyable. It, it just seems like a revenge story, and I, I'm kind of into it. The problem with, I like the, with the him. Art. Okay, the problem with Wolverine losing his memory again is like, look, you can't, 
you can't put the toothpaste back in the tooth. No. <laughs> they already they yeah. already had him remember everything and they've been telling stories. You know, Wolverine Origins back in the day was, was a great book telling yeah. these stories that you couldn't tell with Wolverine before. Yep. But now it's like, oh well we're gonna have him not remember everything again. Sorry, too late. Because all of the readers know all of the story. It doesn't matter if he doesn't remember them because we all do. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a a a, a stupid line well, for them to try and go down as far as storytelling. Uh, Hot claws is a stupid you know uh, line for them to go down. I'm just I yeah I, I, I want to know what happened to Charles Soule. What happened to the guy who wrote Red Lanterns? Uh, Marvel broke him. <laughs> Come on. Uh, no, you're right. <laughs> There's actually not that much good stuff at Marvel with him. Well, um, Raj, I don't like what his, dare, his Daredevil is supposed to be really good. We haven't. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're his right. Daredevil is supposed to be really good. Yeah. I don't no, know no. what this um, new black this, suit is about. We, he's into. I, I don't know. With the '80s hair. He's into something. And I was just about to say, look at this last page. Yeah, a huge mane. That's, like, that's Wolverine, man. He's more mangy. Like, no, th- in the <laughs> 80s, maybe. Like, this was, it's, it's this like was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Dude, that, I don't know. Like, he's you in can't a laboratory. You can see his ears. Does, Those are his no. ears. Picking up. Oh, I wonder what kind of conditioner he uses. I know. Head and shoulders. Um, <laughs> That's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wonder if. I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and again, I didn't read The Death of Wolverine. I, didn't, I, I don't read that much of Marvel, but. He's in a lab that a saber-toothed tiger jumps out at him, and a mammoth. I don't know if this is a lab of cloning or bringing things yeah. back, and he's a clone. He's actually not, not actually Wolverine, and that's why when they genetically engineered him, they erased some of his memories on purpose to control him. I don't know. And it's, it's, it was, when, you, when you read a number one, you want a number one to have high octane, not pew, 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 pew you're on a motorcycle, pew, pew, pew. Dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. I have a question. Dumb. Well, the one point where hold on just yeah. a second, Matt. The one yeah. point where I got excited was where I was like, "Oh my God, it's Omega Red! That's so awesome!" Oh, I the tentacles. See. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, Omega. You know, he just teaser. he just like grabs a machine gun and starts shooting at Wolverine. It's like three panels, and then he's gone. And I'm like, I you know, look, I I would pay five bucks to see Omega Red and Wolverine throw down. You know, but not this not this little tease that was ended up being nothing. No. No, it's not I really good. like the art. There's, I mean, that spread right there that you're showing right there—that's nice. It's, it's such good. a good spread. But it it it's, it has no redeeming quality for the entire the book as an entirety to me. I have a question. Yeah. So does this at all explain? Because it's the return of Wolverine. Wolverine's no, already been back for like a year. He showed up in Legacy I, Number yeah, One. Like, what's I, yeah. going on with that? Yeah. No, they don't go down that road, and they also they also don't apologize for selling four different miniseries for the hunt for Wolverine (laughs) that ended up in a one shot called Dead Ends. Oh, sorry, he didn't come back. (laughs) But here, buy this other series (laughs) called Return of Wolverine, and he'll show up. Sounds like the wedding was the last one really called Dead Ends. Right, as a consumer, I'm pissed off a lot. Oh my god, that's hilarious. That's the best thing ever. It should have been called wah, wah. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't know that. Calling it dead now that just enraged me. <laughs> that's right, yeah. I, like, you know, you know so we could blame this on Alex Alonzo, right? Like, he, he's fired. He doesn't Axel? Or Axel, whatever. Alonzo? Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. He's um, rating. Rate it. Oh, I'm going to give it what the issue is. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Roger. What is it, three ninety nine? Um, one. Oh, one. It's your number one, baby. Oh. It's two stars. I don't, you know, McNiven's art is, is so good. I just want to know why they went with but the, the pacing and yeah I don't that's so weird I mean it's <laughs> maybe they're they trying to emulate in a long time maybe trying to emulate it's almost the like he's, Superman. he's even more feral than yeah. he ever was you know I, and I don't how did know. that hair fit in that hat yeah yeah or his cowl right. comics bro comics I know Johnny uh, oh this is a three and a half alright Man, two for the really art. Like that art. Two for the art. Yeah, that's what carried it. And even then, it was just kind of like. I mean, why, I enjoyed the why, book, why, why, but why, I think why. it's because I haven't read any like Hunt for Wolverine or like. I, did, I. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm, I'm curious what. But, I, no, no, and I don't think anybody should or. No, or they have shouldn't. To. Wait, do you um, think this is a proper number one? No. Um, it's the pilot of a show. It showed me nothing. It did nothing. It really didn't do anything. I'm really curious where they're going with it. I, I don't no know. Clue. Nothing. Uh, you know, at this point from from this issue, I don't really find myself caring that much. Yeah. But you have this other thing with the mental prison, and it's like, what are you doing? And what's the real new status quo going to be? Yeah. To me, this is it really is it really going to be Shishka Claus? <laughs> Shishka Claus. <laughs> because I don't, I don't want that. Is it is it him can forgetting we, can everything? Can we trademark that right now? For Shishka, our right? We'll Shishka make, Claus. We'll make Dude. <laughs> no, actually make them. And then you can actually over the grill. Well, I want a shirt like that. that says, and then like, says yeah. Snick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trademark, Marvel's copyright. Marvel's listening to this right now going, right. get that. Get, get that. that. <laughs> right now. I was like, going to turn on tomorrow morning. God. Oh, Dang it! It's already pending. <laughs> this uh, this this issue to me is the equivalent to a J.J. Abrams pilot. asks a crap ton of questions, gives you no answers, <laughs> and has no sense of direction at all. Whoa! Wow. Whoa! 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 Dude, come on! Whoa! Dude, Abrams doesn't know how to do a story. Whoa! He knows how to create whoa. a beginning. He doesn't know his middle, and he doesn't know his end. Man. He creates it. He gives it to people. Well, Star Wars, he's starting and stopping. So oh, <laughs> Yeah, he started, but didn't know the middle or the end. He yeah, he started Lost. without a he, plan. He started without a plan. <laughs> Lost. Right. Dear God knows how that don't, happened. Don't talk crap about Lost. Lost we'll first fight. two seasons we'll were good. We'll After fight. that, we'll, we'll fight. We'll fight. All right, we're fighting. I have to agree <laughs> with Danny. Yeah, nope. first two seasons, I like this. And then they're like, the others. You're Garbage. Wh- Garbage no, 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 wait, hold you on. You know, when things are that intellectual, it's yeah. okay if you guys don't no, understand. No, 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 no. When it's that low intellectually. I would just agree right, with you on the six. Since, <laughs> since we're on this topic, we can do lightning rounds, so you can talk about for a minute whatever you want. So who wants to go first? Lightning round, you can talk about whatever you want? Yeah, for a minute. Whatever you for want. For one minute. One whole minute. Are you going to go I'm not going to go first. No, I, I, I didn't know. You, had you just ranted on Lost and J.J. Abrams. So. Huh? We brought him back. You brought him back. Okay, cool. No, Johnny, you can go first. No, thank you. I'll go. You want to go? I started listening to the Wolverine podcast. It's off of Stitcher now and on regular podcast feeds. Uh, Wolverine's not in the first three episodes except for, like, one phone call, but it's actually a pretty good murder mystery so, show. So if you want to check that out, uh, just the Wolverine, the long night on any podcast feed. It's kind of cool. It's, like, well acted and sound effects and everything so yeah that's all i got cool <laughs> um so yeah i didn't um well 
What? That was three seconds. Let me <laughs> oh, okay. start. Go. Cool, cool, cool. So I want to talk about a book called uh, Run For It, uh, Stories of Slaves Who Fought For Their Freedom. And uh, this uh, came out uh, late last year, uh, and it is a fantastic book, uh, well, as you can probably guess, about slavery. Um, it's written by Marcelo. <laughs> is D- that a good thing? Uh, well, it, it, it's kind of like stories of, uh, damn it, Matt, you're, it, it's stories kind of, of hope, you know, and, no, and, and the hope that these people uh, had uh, for a better life. Uh, and I would strongly recommend it to anybody that's interested. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Roger. Lighting round? Oh, oh you got, got one? I got one now. Right. I got two now. I'm going to try to finish in a minute. Okay. Uh, any markets to go? So, um, on our podcast, Opinioneering, someone actually shout, shouted us out and wanted us to review their independent comic from Ireland. It's called Ocean City. They're on issue number five, and it's being published over there. It's actually pretty good. We're going to do a review on it in here in the next couple of weeks, if you guys want to do it, too, as you guys independent. Digital? Uh, he has it in digital and he has it in print that he's sending oh, me. Cool. So. so that's number one. Number two, we were actually reached out by an actual independent film company for a movie called Camp Mana. It's a satirical take on a Christian camp. It's actually really freaking hilarious um, because it's, it's just very parody and satirical. So it's actually pretty funny. If you guys want to check it out, Camp Mana or Art of Carl Griffin for Ocean City, that camp comic. Camp Manta? Mana. Camp Mana. M-A-N-A? M A N N A. N N A. Okay. It's cool. actually really fun. You can find it on Amazon. Cool. Ten seconds to spare. Roger. Mm. No, I got nothing. Got nothing. Injustice competition. No. Oh yeah. No. You want to okay. talk about that? Cool. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, next uh, Tuesday at 5 p.m. We're doing an Injustice 2 video game tournament. Our first video game tournament back here. Um, if you want to sign up, um, well, I guess by the time this drops, you have oh, two days. Yeah. Come in, sign up, sign up at the shop. What platform is going to be on? Xbox One. How much is it to get? Double in? elimination, $15 buy-in. Can I use a custom fight stick? Yes. Sure. Whatever you bring your own controller. Uh, no, I actually have class during that time. You can skip class, Johnny. True, true, true. You're right, you're right. Cash, Cash money. money. Yeah. Cash money. <laughs> Yeah, priorities. <laughs> Cash money. Right. Beating everyone's ass in Injustice 2. That was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at fighting games. Continue, Jonathan. Yeah, go on. <laughs> just, we're gonna, I guess we're just dropping like whatever bombs we yeah, feel like dropping now, right, Johnny? Whatever happened to Family Friendly Kid Show? Did I say a curse word? Ass. <laughs> Swear to God, Johnny. <laughs> Whoops. You're not Gone two show. weeks and he shows up with a potty mouth. Yeah. I know. You're not on All my right. show, Johnny. You uh, do we have the highlights for next week, Roger? Yeah. I you have it right there. Oh, this right is here? a blank page. Oh. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Boom, bam, baby. Da, 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 da. All right. <laughs> Zelda, you opened a chest? Yeah, <laughs> so for Marvel next week, we're reviewing Spider-Geddon number zero. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. Pray to the Confidence gods. Confidence roll for <laughs> Uh oh man, Heroes in Crisis number one. Yep, for DC. I don't, you know, I'm most everybody's excited about that. I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah. Raj. High five. Yeah. Why are you worried, dude? I I don't know. Superheroes (laughs) on the therapist couch. I just, you know, it's a murder mystery. So um, yeah, we'll see about that. We'll We'll, we'll see see about that. I, I don't know. 
Dude, I can tell you this much. It's going to be pretty. Yeah, yeah so, some Clay people man. have Clay it's man. extremely pretty. Clay um, man. I just don't know. Right now, I'm kind of on the fence with Tom King. I don't know which Tom King I'm going to get. Is it, is it going to be... <laughs> Yeah. Is it going to be, you know, super friends, you know, was that, what was yeah, the, that, 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 that was the dating date arc? Night, date yeah. night, date 36, night. 36, Batman 36. Um, holy cow. Great. Amazing. Uh, awesome. You know, how do you know? Or are we going to get, anyway. I am going We talked about it last night on my podcast. You know, I, I don't know. Fair enough. I just, uh, are, are we going to, you know, Mr. Miracle, 15. Vision, that's great, but I, I am, I am suicide. Uh, I don't know. I'm worried. Are we going to get a 15-issue lead up to The Bat is Broken? Oh, God. This guy has a thing out for Bane. He's got a, he's, he, he loves Bane so much. He does. He's, oh oh, look, I God. agree with I'm you. The early, the early parts, I was really frustrated with his story arc, but a lot of stuff after that I've really sound, enjoyed. He makes Bane sound like a really dumb villain. It's like, now he's broken because he's broken him like three times in the past 54 issues. Bane? Yeah. Uh, During I then, Am Suicide, I Am Bane, and now this. Hmm. And then uh, Man Eaters, number one from Image, right? Ooh, he's a man yeah. eater. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that the theme what? song? This is going to be awesome. <laughs> what is I'm this? So, I'm sorry. And we have, we have glitter covers that we're going to have for oh, this God. one, too. For which one? But it's, um, man eaters. it's, oh. it's, it's uh, set in this world where women, when it's their time of the month, they turn into like Shut feral felines. The front door. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Wait, oh what? my god! <laughs> they turn into cat people at that time of the month. Who's the writer? I don't know. It's some girl. <laughs> oh uh, my god! You know what um, I'm still waiting that I'm counting down for is Murder Falcon. Oh yeah, I am. But also, that's, that's coming. That's coming. Also, yeah, next week is close. Doomsday Clock and Justice League Odyssey. Like Doomsday Clock, what, is this number seven? Oh, uh, dude, Rick and Morty versus yeah, and Rick and Morty. Coming out. That's Gosh, a good week this, uh, next week. Hey, you know what? That's Doomsday why it's a good week because it's my birthday next week. That's why it's a good week. Yes, figured it next out. Next week. <laughs> next week. October. I really want to review that too. But October what? crisis. September. Um, yeah, Doomsday well, next Clock. Next September. October. So they're three months behind. Because it came out last November, and there was going to be yeah. one issue every single month. Yeah. So three months behind it, They're on that? skipping months now. Mm. Man, we really mm. still need to review. So this action. is um, the writer for Man Eaters number one is Chelsea Kane. The artist is oh, Kate. Oh, is it Chelsea Kane? Um, he was I just talking her. about yeah. Kate Nimsic. Nimsic. She's the one that was taking on Vision, Nimsic? right? Yeah. Nimsic. Canceled. Um, okay, so here's the... Uh, I'm so excited now. Here's the the whatever the pitch for this. Eisner nominated a New York Times best-selling thriller thriller writer Chelsea Kane returns to comics with a new ongoing series. A mutation in toxoplasmosis causes menstruating women to turn into ferocious killer wildcats, easily provoked and extremely dangerous. That's as accurate, pa- actually. As panic spreads and paranoia takes root, the fate of the world. Rides on the shoulders of one 12 year old girl. Part <laughs> <laughs> cat people, part the handmaid's tale, man eaters <laughs> will have everyone talking. That's accurate, 100%. I'm, dang. I'm really excited for just, this. Just it's Chelsea Kane. <laughs> so I know, and glitter cover. Just when you think they can't come up with any other original stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But is that really original? Hey, 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 hey. In comic <laughs> world, it is. <laughs> There's no such thing as a wholly original piece of literature. Yeah. There's only like eight stories five. or whatever, five stories. Like Man versus Nature, Man versus Nature, all those. Yeah, whatever. Man in a hole. 
127 hours. Shakespeare <laughs> wrote on all five. There has to be original stories. Just oh, yeah. or everything. Everything is derivative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Right. I mean. That's what my English teacher means. Speaking of <laughs> derivative. Yeah. Wild. Sto- the Wild Storm, by Warren Ellis, with art by John Davis Hunt, Volume One, guys. Good book. Favorite books. Good book. I'm just joking. I was about to say. (laughs) Dude, I will shoot you right now. I'm just joking. It wasn't. It was really good. (laughs) Um, On the back, it says, Grifter, Voodoo, Jenny Spark, Zealot, The Engineer. These legendary anti-heroes transform the way superhero stories were told. Their return will rip the system once again. Uh, It all starts with Angela Spica. Uh, an engineer driven to the brink of death by transhuman implants buried in her body. When she steps in to save the life of another, she will bring the storm down upon her. From the world's most lethal assassin to its most sprawling secret agency to the soldiers in its most ancient war. What mysteries bind these extraordinary individuals? What sinister forces threaten to tear them apart? What brave new universe will they forge from blood, brawn, brains, and bullets? Discover the answers in The Wild Storm, Volume 1, a breathtaking reimagining of one of the most influential universes in the history of comics from the creative team of Warren Ellis. Well, let me and just say that you do, John not, you do uh, not discover the answers not yet. in Volume 1. <laughs> no. But you certainly have the foundation <laughs> the question. provided that you should hopefully lead to the answers. This is Matt and I were talking about this a little bit before the show, and this is, yeah, you know, this is brilliant sci-fi. This you know, it reminds me of when I was reading, like Frank Herbert's Dune back in the seventies. You know that it's just, it's it's original storytelling. He now in this case, um, Ellis takes, uh, or no Morrison, Ellis, Ellis. Ellis. Warren Ellis, okay, um, takes all of these characters that were created by uh, Jim, well, Lee. Jim Lee and Company. Um, back in the 90s and really kind of pulls together this cohesive story, you know, with with Wildcats and Wetworks and... Um, I.O. I.O. Grifter. I, I, I didn't read any of these books back in the 90s, but I know of them. Um, and they've had stories uh, in Wildstorm um, before this, back in the 2000s. But this is this is just brilliant sci-fi, and I love everything about it. I don't know. I I need desperately to read volumes two and and three and yeah. four when they come out, um, because I want the answers. I want the payoff to this because it's absolutely brilliant. But I don't know. I don't know what the end game is, and I know that he has a definitive end game. Yep. That was the whole plan to do 24 issues. 24 issues and then the Wildstorm becomes another and then, book. Right. Whatever that means. And I what it, right. <laughs> I, Is it over? I, I have no it's idea. Like it's close. 17 the came out today. Story though. And then it yeah. becomes another You can book. tell the threads of you what like it's that. where it's going or but you can't four books. We don't yeah, know there what are going to be four is. books that spawn yeah. out of this. Um, there's two going on right now. There's Wildstorm and Michael Cray, then we've got two other books that are going to come. And then Wildstorm will become, after issue 24, another book. Which you can see where it's going, but you don't know what that thing at the end of the line is. Mm-hmm. So I read issue mm-hmm. 17 today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Still don't know what's going on. Oh, my Love God. It. Wow. So, oh, my like, God. Let me, let me say this. There is, there is other things <laughs> that are, like, answering questions and all that as you're going through it. 
But like, if you're talking about Endgame, he's gathering. Basically, you're you're getting all the the Wildstorm yeah, characters yeah. gathered. That's that's really what's happening. Is you're you're getting various story arcs that are dealing with certain other characters and whatnot. And I love the way that Warren Ellis writes Grifter. I love his Grifter. Yeah. It's finally, like, because they tried to do it for the New 52. Yeah. And that didn't really pan out that well. Yep. And I'm, I'm glad that Griff's, Griff's, Griff, <laughs> Grifter really has a has a, sh- a moment to shine and uh-huh. not just be some subpar and actually Dude, I love center. Not the, center stage, because there's others, but... I love the takes, voice in this very hard of uh, Grifter. And, and all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite character? Grifter. 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 I've always I've always liked Grifter. Mm-hmm. Johnny. Voodoo was tight. I like. You didn't like this book. You don't have a weapon. Okay, on you, do you, you can Jonathan? Just he does. I have <laughs> two. Um, I like the girl. Oh my right God. and left. I like the girl. Uh, those are called personal weapons. Void, That's additional. Void. I absolutely love. Yeah. Void is I, written I'm so like, well. I, you know, I want and and Matt was telling me that I yeah. needed to get on volume two, two yeah. get more void like to find issue. more about her because yeah. Tereshkova, I'm like, I'm like, this is, you know, because for me, I mean, she's absolutely rooted in the sci-fi elements, and she was an astronaut, you know, going on this mission. It, well, it kind of reminds me of what Fantastic Four should <laughs> be and is not, but um, you know, they're, they're doing this, you know, experimental, you know. Uh, what void tra- or uh, gate Tele- travel teleportation yeah. multiverse Cele- right yeah. across yeah. you know faster than the speed of light and it goes wrong you know um, and she ends up getting you know these messed up powers from it um, I really like uh, the engineer the main character yeah the Angela. girl in the yeah, suit Angela she's, she's really cool. written really well also yeah, yeah. Um, she's done extremely well and she's I and actually, that's kind of like because that's kind of like a fish out of water thing with her where she was like she was she's just a rescue you know like, yeah personnel no she and she ends up you know creating something bestowing something upon herself that is far beyond i think even her uh understanding of what she's done yeah and she's written so well and then yeah grifter michael cray you know, where where he yeah. yeah where he gets he gets betrayed uh. by uh warren no, what's the, his name? Uh, the chief at IO? Yeah. Um, uh, 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 you want to say the boss of the space station? He's written really well, too. I love his character. Yeah. Skywatch? <laughs> yeah. Right. Sky, uh, he's, like, just so I think it is Warren. evil. He's, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a spot in the back where it showcases oh. them all, and it just gives his name no, before that. I know what you're talking about. Character profiles. <laughs> it should be it should Miles. Miles. Miles Craven. Yeah, there Craven. There, yeah. Um, a lot of the characters are written really well in this book. Yeah, I mean, I love I love Zealot too. Lucy Blaze. Yeah, she's great. Every every character in this story has a a very unique voice. Um, something you know, uh, they bring a unique aspect to the story. Uh, they each have a, a role to play, and I, I think it's. I think it's. And what's great is on beautifully done. both sides of this war, there are good guys and bad guys. Yeah, right. And in the it's middle, there's just, people in the yeah, middle. And it's not just like this is clearly the good side. This is clearly the bad side. There's like good and bad people working on, on both, both sides, and it's freaking, it's it's so great. Like I said, this is 
this is the the sleeper at DC. Well, and it's like yeah. it's like Michael Cray. I mean, he's working for for IO for this time doing missions, and then he gets this one, and he's like, well. Now, because they needed him to do a mission, and they didn't have time to put a proper briefing together, so he gets to review the raw footage, and he sees that, hey, no, why are you having me take out this chick? You know? Yeah. She's obviously not what you're saying she is. She's scared to death. Why am I going to? And so then they order a hit on him to take him out, and he's like, and he is. And that brings me to how well the action scenes are illustrated in this book. Dude. Are they not perfectly, like, cinematically, yeah. like, done? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it reminds me of, like, Daredevil storyboards. stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. storyboards. Yeah. 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 There's, uh, dude, when there's a couple of scenes where, like, it shows them flipping, and he's, like, taking the shots as he's... Uh, <laughs> he's so I, good. You, Will you die already? Yes. You giant... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. This freaking The book. motion art is really well, but also, like, like that. That's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And also the uh, the inking of that. I really the like covers, that. yeah. Yeah, I really, really, really. How about it. that inking, Johnny? It's yeah. good. Lettering's fantastic it too. Is. Phenomenal. Yes. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things I love about this book. The art being the main thing. It's beautiful. Very, like you guys said, very dynamic. Um, it's really amazing. Like I can't see anything wrong within the art. Uh, but now, but you're a big sci-fi guy too, right? No, Johnny hates sci-fi. <laughs> Are you a big <laughs> fantasy guy? Fantasy. But that's, so I mean, that's such a blurry. That's such a blurry line, right, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. Um, it's just okay. So my problem with this book isn't like the characters because the characters are written very well. The dialogue is amazing. It feels natural. Everything about this feels good. I think, uh, it, it, I think it's just Warren Ellis. Uh, like, and I'm not saying he's jumping the shark, but he goes like very big and like bombastic and in, in, in weird directions. You know, with the robot, I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't expect that. And then you know, some uh, like bone spurs coming out of people's bodies which I thought okay that's cool are you talking about the bullet? I literally just read a a comic about Wolverine yeah no 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 I know but like so that's the thing I'm thinking that this isn't you know well he throws are you talking about the bullet that was made from the bone of right but and and that's the thing so I didn't have a problem with like each one of these things it's just the more and more I kept reading the weirder and weirder it got to where um, you do know that Warren Ellis is those occurrences start happening right? more and more. I know, I know it's Warren Ellis, but I think and that's that's just it's the thing not that. supposed to make sense. Well, because right. I think that he throws stuff in at times that's not necessarily supposed to advance the plot, but to give you the perception of depth in the storytelling. Right. It's like this this stuff with oh this bullet was made from the bone of of them. I, I I seriously doubt that ever comes up again. Right. No, I know that. Now but at the same time, I do think this alien bug creature who comes in and says the daemon don't yeah the, the daemon mm-hmm. yeah don't don't hurt me we're just watching right and they're and like she's in like, the middle seriously yeah. dude you think no? i'm gonna believe you i should waste you right now and he's like no no it's okay yeah i just want to i would just like to watch it's <laughs> now jonathan it's very oh sorry continue johnny oh uh, i mean i just wanted to finish up my point it's just like after every issue, like something weirder and weirder, uh, you know, kept happening. Like when, yes, I, like. But didn't that like just intrigue you even more? Like every time something that happened, does the up the ante. I'm like, oh my god, it, yeah. yes, it, it does. But like when I got to uh, that guy, and it wasn't even that big. It's just like. He opens up the window and oh, they're in a space station. I'm like, oh, come on! Like, wh- are you not gonna hit every? Uh, you're gonna hit every weird thing that you can possibly. Well, can. that's the point. 
Well, but that's the thing. Their their organization uh-huh. rules everything outside of the world. I, 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 above I, Earth. I, right. IO runs the uh, world. The more I read, the more it made Behind. sense. But I, I think, all right, so I think it also expected a lot of, like, a first-time reader because I nope. Because it, it's kind <laughs> I, of very hard to follow. I, yeah. I kind of yes. agree with yes. him on that. It is very hard to follow. I, but once again, I think that's one of the strong points about this book is that it does not sit down and say, here's where the story is. Right. <laughs> There's not a lot of holding hands. They're, ho- they're holding hands. Yes, I got it. Jonathan, I do. Here's Jonathan's where the story's going to go. <laughs> I yeah, like the fact the that point. they don't spoon feed you. They challenge you yeah. to really follow it. I mean, and yeah, you find but out as you go along, yeah. you get, you get, a little more and a little more. Yeah, yeah but, but like, sometimes they, they give you uh, like whole grain wheat. Just yeah. that. Sometimes I, I do you don't give you enough. Sometimes a, a simple to follow story is great. Yeah. This is not that book. Mm-hmm. This is a challenging, in-depth, very well thought out yeah. story. And I think maybe that's why I don't like it is because maybe I don't want those type of books. Like you said that you're on issue 17. You still don't know what's right, going right, on. Right, 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 I know right, what's right, going right, on. I know, but, but it does not appeal. Like Johnny. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm like, I think I'm like, I should be sitting right in between you two because I do agree with Jonathan in that I prefer comics that don't spoon feed their audiences and treat their customers with respect to their intelligence. And I think this book does a really good job. But I also see what Johnny is saying that... No context. That Well, not so simply no context is my biggest qualm with J.J. Abrams. That, so question, 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 question. Issue 17. Even bigger now. So then when I hear you say it only has, what, seven issues seven. left? Yeah. And there's still a lot of open things. And they say, well, this is not going to be the end. There's four more books. Meaning that the end of this is not really even going to answer the question. They're going to answer the questions in the four other books. Maybe. But here's the thing. That was never more and more. That was never something that was very well. I loved it. That wasn't something that was like, hey, you're gonna get everything you need out of this single series. They build Wildstorm as its own pocket universe in the DC. Which is my question. Universe. Do we know what Earth this is yet by issue 17? We do not. Dang. All I know is it's some. It's not Not main continuity. It is a separate. um, However, there are Easter eggs in there. Right. Like Like, I just realized today going through this that if you look at. why aren't they going to put it it's in the blackboard? I don't know why I'm grabbing this. In the current, in the current uh, issue that yeah. just came out today, Jacob Marlowe's reading a paper, and on the next frame, when you look at the paper he's reading, it says the Daily Planet. Mm. Oh. Little okay. things like that right. are sewn like throughout Superman the exists, right? Well, perverted versions of all the other And Oliver Queen exists. Oliver, yeah, right. Yeah, well, he's dead now. Yeah, the, right. there's like a little reference in like the first two pages. Like, oh yeah, this is where some guy's parents got killed and he turned into a bat. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. There are yeah, weird, down this alleyway. There's yeah. weird versions of the Super In 1935. So it's like Earth 30 something or it's, whatever. It's a, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's its own universe. It's uh, these heroes exist. They're the stars. So interesting. Not though. the other superheroes that we know from DC. Very yeah. cleverly done. Very yeah. cleverly done. And you know, one person said like, you know, they, they think Warren Ellis is probably the top best um, uh, sci-fi fantasy writer nowadays. If he finishes a book, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. But what's been it's out like consistently? Trees. Only that one because he signed a major contract. Um, but Cash money, baby. Injection <laughs> and trees. Where are they? I, yeah. I, Both trees? great concepts, great books that just stopped. Yeah, died on the vine. Johnny, yep. which one do you like better, this one or um, Seven to Eternity? Ooh. He doesn't like Remender, though. 
Seven to Eternity's fantasy, dude. I think Come I like on. this one more than Seven to Eternity. Yeah, wow. Opinion? Did you actually relate this to whole wheat? So no, 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 no. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind of hard to. It's not being spoon fed to you, but it's but also they're giving you large ingredients and telling you, I don't know, do something. Yeah. Like whole wheat? Yeah. Is I that guess. what you said? Yeah. Like whole uh, wheat. That's grains, what I kind of you know, love like about this book. You though, need to like have more grits, man. Yeah, like what? Uh, like grits. Doesn't make what's, a lot of sense. Wait, wait, wait. How yeah. many not grit. grits? You don't know no, what grits stop. are? Top's no, I don't know what grits are. grits? How many grits? Oh, like grits. Like grits, like the food. Grits, yeah. Yeah, grits. Okay, what's your point? That's what I was saying. I love about this book is because it doesn't make any sense, but that's kind of the point, and you're supposed to just take it and run instead of having something to follow that is guiding you. Just take it. I think there's going to be a payoff because, I mean, where where Michael Cray, where Deathblow ends up out of this, that starts his maxi series, and his maxi series is almost over. It's working towards eight. Conclusion. I really want to go read that. The only thing I about really that do. book, it's a great story. But the the art. art is really subpar compared to this. And I feel yeah. really bad saying that, but I just, I don't know why. <laughs> they Larry's not changed artists? <laughs> no, it's been the same artist. I don't know why they chose the guy they did for, for Michael Cray. Oh, they, okay. they need to have a different artist. But I'm curious to see what other books are going to come out of this and what this is going to become. So we're getting five new tales. The four? No, 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 no not five. Wildstorm becomes a new book oh, at, after issue three more, and then we have well, no, Michael Cray's already. It's a maxi series. Then we're gonna have, I think, two other maxi series. Oh, two more Wildstorm books before it changes. I I don't know. Oh, uh. I don't. I have no clue how that works. I just know there were four <laughs> books in the plans that uh, Warren Ellis kind of curated. Okay, so maybe there's two more. Two more. Yeah. Okay. Well, I whatever, think so yeah. far so good. Yeah. If if you love any, if you love sci-fi, this is this is a book for you. It's killer. Sci-fi, superheroes, yeah, um, action adventure. I mean, the the main plot of this, the the first volume, is kind of following Angela Spica as she gets thrown into this sci-fi, shadowy government agency versus government agency, decades-long spy war yeah. against you know a company that runs everything on Earth or an agency that runs everything on Earth and an agency that runs everything above it. Yeah. In the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> Skywatch and IO. And then you've got a third agency, Halo, yeah. which Grifter was working for with Jacob Marlowe. And um, and there's like aliens or something? There are yeah. there are aliens, the Daemonites, <laughs> yeah, so who are not good guys. Uh, they were they were bad guys back in the in the original. Who knows where they're going with this? So um, cur- one of the current story arcs is there were implants into uh, of the Daemonites into human people into a government agency called uh, program called Thunderbook and so there's a certain character that gets introduced I think in the second volume or at the end of the second volume who goes off looking for all the Thunderbook participants and one of them Michael Slayton or Mark Slayton I can't remember Slayton is gone full serial killer status so he's dealing with that and then the other characters like everything just starts to fall apart and we get a little seed sewn of Caitlin Fairchild, Gen 13 is going to be popping nice. in soon. Uh, the character that's looking for all of these implanted people from Project Thunderbook knows her mom. And she's, he's asking all of them, do you have offspring? That's the one thing he's always asking. And because this alien gene is getting passed on to the offspring. Mutate, yeah. So she says, yeah, I have a kid. Her name's Caitlin. You need to find her. I'm down. There's nothing to love about this. All part. right. Yeah. Well, I'm in. Take What'd my money. Five stars. Yeah. Danny. Three and a half. Oh. Johnny. Wow. Three and a half. Oh, 
Five. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say five. five. Wait, my th- okay, just real quick. My three and a half. I love the art. I love the characters and everything like that. But just me and my personality. Yeah. The 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 too big of I again, complex writing, I like it. But all the questions that they keep on asking it, it, it just takes a while for me to get on board. Danny doesn't like mysteries, so I love uh-huh. mysteries. Not. I love mysteries with a payoff. But you don't necessarily think that there's going to be a payoff based off what you read. I, I haven't read much of Warren Ellis stuff, so I don't know what the track record is for him. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't I, know. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like I've got enough. I mean, look, I, I have a lot of questions after Volume One, but yeah. I also feel like I have enough answers. Like that, you have you have these agencies who basically have staked their claim. You know, There's for certain treaty. dominions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And they have they have treaties with one another that are being tested. You know, yeah. And and the uh, the players from each of the different organizations and how they interact with each other. And that for me was enough payoff that I want to say, okay, that's the foundation of the story. Let's see where we go in the character development. Um, whether it was Angela Spica or Void or Grifter. You know, I, I love them all. And I will say this. Somebody starts violating cert- certain parts of the treaty, and a war does. Oh, yeah. a, a Cold War gets started. <laughs> and it's pretty freaking Here, great. Here's what this story did for me. I really did like it. 3.5 is not justice, but I, I, I can't. So I can, it, 10, huh? it can might be a C. Yeah, a C plus. I'd give it a C plus. Three and a half stars is yeah. yeah. Is it enough for you to want That's to the read thing. the second volume? That's what I'm saying. It's enough for me to even drop Aquaman, because I'm not really reading Aquaman, to pick this up. You should. Although I hear Sink Atlantis is supposed to be epic. I haven't gone there yet. I just start. finished that year long thing of like Wrath. Wrath? Yeah, Wrath guy. Quorum Wrath? Yeah, Quorum Wrath. Yeah. I finished that arc. I just haven't gone on. But, um, and I was like, I was kind of burnt out of it. But I liked it enough to pick it up. Cool. Larry, I'm just curious. Are you reading this? Um, I've been reading it, yes. What do you think of it? I think it's great. Yep. Bam. Correct opinion. The sage has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it is time to play. Oh, I, by the way, mine's five. Five stars. <laughs> All the five stars you that said I can rate this. You did say that. Yeah, it's okay. okay. It's worth repeating. Five, seven, <laughs> one million and a half. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and play some trivia now. All right. So, so do we want to do winners? Take it, take it well. Or do we yeah. want to do that? The yeah, I'll do the winners. Winners from yep. last week. Um, yeah, I'll bring the comics together. Bryce is the winner because there do was you want a me to question. Read his answer? Larry, go what was ahead. the question? Question was. Gotcha. <laughs> so Bryce sent in the closest to the correct answer, which is he tried to kill himself five times, and the longest he believed he was dead was eight days after attempting to kill himself with vegetable soup. How did drown? I have questions. <laughs> Drowning. <laughs> you want to drown himself? <laughs> Let's just go. I don't know. So in congratulations, soup. Bryce. What did Bryce win? Johnny, an answer the to comics. Your comics. Yeah. He believed the vegetable soup was hemlock. That's hilarious. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> Comics written in the 1800s, man. Yeah, man. Gotta love it. The winner of the trade paperback last week, which was Avengers Assembled by Brian Bendis. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, sorry, Nathan. 
Nathan Armantrout. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Congrats. You guys give him that, uh, that but bomb. But in fairness, queen. your girls are going to love this because I mean, for, for younger readers, it really doesn't matter. It's like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, is, before is, you really care about continuity or anything, <laughs> it's just it's fun. This is the second week in a row you're apologizing to, for Nathan, uh, to Nathan for winning. Yeah? Yeah. Bomb you won queen. the comics queen last time? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, well, he has he sent in good like trivia Mom question. Queen. So yeah. there we go. Um, all right, so the name of the game trivia. There's going to be four multiple choice answers. If you know the answer, do not yell it out loud. If you know it, you're going to go last. I got to reiterate that every week. Now. If you know it, you're going to go last. <laughs> yes, if you know it, it's weird. He doesn't want to write. If you know it, if you know it, and you're like, oh, I know it, and then you say what the answer is, everyone's going to choose the same answer. Why would someone's like, ah, I might, is it this? And they're like, yes! Then this guy over here is like, Doesn't do that. No. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to send in questions to stump the audience, please send in a comic book related question with four multiple choice options. Note the correct answer in your email and label it trivia question. Contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com Um... Rogers, all right, I'll just ask a question. We'll just ask him. Um, so, thank you, Nathan, for writing in the question this week. I'm gonna I choose yours. It was a good one uh, from the list I have. So, the question is to the panel: The font Comic Sans is based on the lettering from which book? Oh my God! Archie. The don't, don't answers are don't it out. A. The Dark Knight Returns. B. Tales to Astonish. C. Conan the Barbarian. Or D, Watchmen. If you know the answer, do not say anything. That's why I said Archie. Watchmen. Watchmen. I think I know it. Okay, do you know it? I think I do. Jonathan, do you know it? I'm not sure. Okay, Danny, do you know it? I'm not sure. Okay, Roger, do you know it? I think so. Okay, so let's go with Johnny, and then we'll go Danny, and then... But I think I know it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Everyone thinks they know it. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Jonathan, you start with you, Jonathan. All right, what are the questions, or what are the answers again? A, The Dark Knight Returns, B, Tales to Astonish, C, Conan the Barbarian, or D, Watchmen. Johnny will go last. The oh font, Comic Sans, is based on lettering from Watchbook. Comic Watch Sans? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with B. B, Tales to Astonish? Yeah. Okay. It's probably wrong. Roger? Tales to Astonish. Tales to Astonish. Danny? Tales to Astonish. Johnny? Conan. According to Nathan, the answer was Watchmen. <laughs> Great. Was it the, okay, so my gut Seriously? said Watchmen. Is it the Graffiti and Watchmen? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I have, have to check the email. I thought the Graffiti and Watchmen, when they're writing it, yeah. like, who's watching the Watchmen, look yeah. Comic Sans. Yeah. But I thought we're talking, like, cover font. Hey man, oh, that's wow. what that's the no, context I have. Oh, why don't I just go with my gut? Yeah, you would have had it. It was a good one. It has to be the graffiti in in. Yeah, Watchmen. he said D Watchmen. Yep, so I was the closest. There you go. You, you, good job, Nathan. Uh, you stole the ball. Larry, did you know that? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, there good we go. Good question, Nathan. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. You stumped everybody. <laughs> All right. No we points to study. And then, uh, do we have a yeah. listener question, Roger? Yes, we do. As Larry makes his way back up to the microphone. Good evening, everyone. Um, Good evening. 
This is uh, a, a question based on the platinum age, but also based on a question sent in by Bryce Smith regarding the history of word balloons in comics. So, for those of you who've been listening to Multiversity University, and if you haven't, why not? Oh, uh, geez. This will be uh, something that you uh, will either know or can easily look up. There you go. Hey, what, uh, let's put it this way, what, on what date did the first word balloons appear in a comic strip? Oh, that's a good one. All right, and where can they send that answer, Matt? Contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com and label yours Ooh. trivia answers. So I had to read my brother's wild Flip that around. I don't have my own copy. Danny. If I look it up Danny. real quick and send it in. There you go. That's the front. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get wild star? Yeah. I read my brother's. Really? No. No, I did that with Sweet Tooth and I didn't get it. I wasn't on the episode. What's next? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, so we got some new reviews, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I you were oh. Let, me, let me see if I have it up quickly here. Uh, I do. We had two new reviews. Thanks, guys. Uh, Pop Culture NC. I'm assuming this is somebody from North Carolina. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I'm assuming. I love the breakdown of the different comics and the honest opinion that is shared. It has introduced me to some great books that I might not have ever checked out. Thank you, Pop Culture NC. That was back in August. We just now saw wow. this. We're sorry. August 27th. Yeah, August 27th. Okay. Three weeks tomorrow. Some, like almost a month ago. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, from eBay guy 1977, A++ podcast, excellent communication, quick shipper, superior packaging, would use again. Nice. That's a stock <laughs> feedback. I actually That's have a follow-up nice. from Bryce, too, on the Superman thing from a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah? You, you want me to that read that? That did not yeah, break character at all. So Bryce sent up a follow-up to the answer that you guys said about the Bendis Superman stuff. So this is what he said. Hey, crew, follow-up question that I asked Jonathan about Bendis Superman in action. Bendis Superman isn't really that much better than action. I think action, for me, it felt like it lacked an antagonist. I know Red Cloud was just introduced, but it's basically just Clark at a loss. The Man of Steel miniseries, miniseries intrigued me enough to see where this Rogal, Czar thing is going, but Jor-El taking John and Lewis is just whatever for me. Rogal Czar is somewhat of a religious zealot warmonger. I dig the villain like that. They're unpredictable and motivated by their own. Um, in closing, I just think we just all just wish I had Jer Jergens and Tomasi back. We're all just trying to smile at the new guy, Bendis, and give him a chance. But uh, he better start knocking it out of the park with bl big plans for soups. Who wrote that? Dude. Bryce Smith. Yeah. I like you, Bryce. Yeah. Bryce, excellent. I like you, Bryce. Excellent opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. I concur. The only thing I'm happy about is that Tomasi's going to start doing Detective Comics. Is he? is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, heck Who's yeah. Who's writing Detective right now? Right now, Tinian. Um, Tinian. Tinian? No, Tinian. he left. Tinian, Tinian was it Hill? Off, yeah. Humphreys? Something okay, like well, that. he just rolled like the Hill. last couple issues. So, yeah. Brian Hill? I think yeah, Brian, yeah, something like that. And it's not, it hasn't been that good. Um, so I'm glad that Tomasi is, I love Tomasi. Cool. I'm still waiting for Bendis' numbers to, to come out on issue three. But right, na right now, if, if, I had, if I had to guess... What they would be that um, actions numbers are going to be um, probably around 40,000, which is anemic for Superman compared to what it was before and roughly half of the, the rebirth Superman. So I, I know that um, there have been stories circulating that DC is not happy with Bendis. 
I, as a fan, I can say I am seriously not happy. Yep. His creator on books seem to be doing well, but not as No. Oh. No. Um, DC put a hold on uh, some of the Jinx World projects that were that they? were in the basket. Yeah, so been, I've noticed that some of the online reviews have been better than the Superman issues, though, for the creator-owned stuff. For Pearl and Cover, I didn't yeah. read Cover. Okay, right. I can't. Pearl Pearl was okay, but it seemed a bit uh, akin to the the early Jessica Jones. But that reminds me, we'll those see. David Mack Superman variants are gorgeous. All the watercolor ones, they're so nice. I, I love David Mack, period. He's so But I, I, I'm not as big a fan of his Superman work as, as his others, like he's done on uh, Pearl and and cover and his Jessica Jones covers. But that's me. Yeah. My yeah. big thing is they never should have ended Tomasi and Gleason's run on Superman. Yep. They Unless they wanted that going. to. That if so they good. wanted to let Bendis do Superman, then... Let him do action. You can keep that yeah. going. Yeah. There's no reason to have ended Tomasi and Gleason's Superman run that early because they had 100 issues planned. They only hit yeah. 50. Oh, yeah. I'm sick and tired of, of 10-year writers coming in and be like, give him everything when Tomasi and Gleason are literally doing very, very well. They were doing the Lord's work. Yeah, they were doing I don't, amazing. I love that. Lord's yeah, I, I'm almost getting tired of talking about this because I, I, don't, I don't know what scared... Dan Didio, you know, what Rebirth was going so great, and I don't know. I think that they saw metal, and uh, they it's made it, they made a mistake, man. I mean, they they really just made. It. They saw a chicken, and they chased that chicken, and the DC universe has suffered on the whole for it. So they should have they should have stayed on on track with everything that that. Rebirth was doing, and that's what I'm sure. saying. Like for Superman, you take away his hope and inspiration that he's been having since Rebirth. You take that away, and then oh, this hope and love that Batman can finally have. Let's take that away. Every single thing. Let's make it darker Dark. and edgier. <laughs> and then you have on this other end in DC Universe, F Batman. And then you have Batman Damned. And so on every single angle, they're starting to get more. And more towards this avenue. I don't know if avenue. I can agree with that. It's like on every single angle more. Because I don't know that I agree with the fact that I get the frustration of having... Freaking Dick Grayson's getting shot John in the head. and uh, Lois taken away. But I don't think Bendis is intending to make Superman dark. He's just not doing... It's taking away the, his hope and inspiration. The, like that's what, that's what he was... For the that's moment. what Tomasi and Gleason did. That was his driving factor. Was protecting and raising his son. Yeah. So you take that away from him, and then you get Dick shot in the head, and then you get um, the new writer for Nightwing to be the guy from uh, Outlaws, Red Hood and the Outlaws, and then you make Red Hood now vigilante who rips his chest, like his his bat off, and then has two crowbars as his fighting tools now, being like, I'm the vigilante of Gotham, dark, edgy. Like they keep doing this, making these changes. I don't get it, and it's it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. They've got shot. Next week. I don't know, apparently. Next trade. Oh, yeah. Bane. Oh, Bane, again, lovely, hires KG Beast to shoot Dick in the head. And so that's now, a good freaking name, man. KG Beast. That's a really great name, actually. And Dick gets shot in the head, and now he's going through all this, like, oh, and then Heroes in Crisis, like, oh, I've seen so much horror. Here's, darkness. The, here's the one thing I hope. I was talking with a couple different people about this today. 
you know, when when Re- Rebirth came about, it was, it, you know, it was for me uh, a brilliant concept because yeah. what they did was they said the New 52 was an abomination because Dr. Manhattan was messing with the DC Universe. I hope that we find out that Dr. Manhattan is messing with the current DC Universe and wow. that when Doomsday Clock finishes, Bendis will go away and we'll find out that Dr. Manhattan was doing this. And yeah, take it all away and, and restart something new and go back to the, you know, really creative original storytelling. Oh, I, yeah. Hey, he's got hey, that. He's, he's, he's got the know, bald head. He's got the bald head. He's got the bald head. I, I, know, just, I just paint him know. like a Smurf and, and you know. They this certainly treated him like Dr. Manhattan, like he was the omnipotent overlord of comics writing that could do no wrong. Brendis is coming. Brendis is coming. Oh. All right. Uh, so thank you guys for those reviews. Um, if you want to go above and beyond, I know, I just realized where we were at. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast. You get on for as little as a dollar. Three dollars gets you all the multiversity university, uh, which you guys should be getting. What's wrong with you if you're not? $5 gets you All-Star Origins, and then obviously all of these stack up for everything else. Um, stay tuned for a new episode of Multiverse University. Do you know what episode you're on, Larry? Um, um, I can share. I, I don't remember exactly, but it's going to be. It's okay. But it is an episode of Multiverse University, and everybody should be listening. So. Any episode it is, it's going to be great. Silver Early Silver Age, people. Much, Early Silver Age. Oh, nice. That'll be a fun one then. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, Horizon Comics on Facebook, go and like it. Follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram for updates on newly restocked and new arrivals, things like yeah. that. Obviously. And obviously, if you put out things like the video game tournaments and things, Instagram sure. and After Darks, uh, Instagram and Facebook are probably the places to go more for those. Right. Uh, Danny. What's up? Oh. Uh, you can find my personal uh, Instagram account at DM Saber, uh, a podcast that I host as well uh, called uh, Opinioneering, and you can find us at Opinioneering, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Nice, Johnny. You can follow me everywhere at the Johnny Two X Four, but you know, I don't post much. I should. Matt, the Hydra Five Five. Hydra Five Five. On everything? On everything, literally everything. I'm at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. We will see you next time. Can't find Roger anywhere, though. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. Well, um, tonight we're going to uh, maybe take a step back a little bit. Uh, In the very first episode of Multiversity University, I had mentioned that the Silver Age was where the hobby of comic collecting really got started. And uh, when we talked about the beginning of the Silver Age, I also mentioned that Part of the reason that people began collecting comics at the beginning of the Silver Age was because DC was bringing back a lot of their Golden Age heroes, and people got interested in going back and reading the 
uh, original stories of these heroes that had been written in the late 30s and 40s. Uh, but there's a little bit more to it than that, um, and this ended up causing the creation of one of the most important comics of the Silver Age, at least as far as DC was concerned. Uh, now, what had begun to happen is that not only had people begun to go back and look at the original adventures of those superheroes, but comics were beginning to attract a slightly different audience than they had before. Uh, I don't know what the reason for that was. Maybe it was because they were becoming more oriented towards science fiction rather than fantasy uh, or something like that. But it seemed like the audience was a, a slightly older audience. It wasn't just little kids anymore. And, uh, and this slightly older audience began to notice some things that really had not been discussed at all before. They began noticing things like Superman's powers were very different at the when he was first introduced than they were now um, in the late 50s. Uh, they noticed some differences in other characters, uh, such as Batman, and especially, of course, uh, when it came to the new characters that DC was creating, or the should say the revisions of the old characters, uh, such as the Flash and Green Lantern. And so people began writing letters to DC asking these kinds of questions. Well, how did those Golden Age stories relate to the stories that were currently being written? How could DC explain that Superman's powers had changed and that had grown quite a bit over the years uh, since he had first been introduced back in 1938? Now, of course, everybody knew what the answers to those those questions were. The answers to those questions were that during the Golden Age, nobody cared about continuity. They just wanted to write good stories. And so, uh, you know, things contradicted each other. And DC had sort of in the uh, in showcase number four where the flash got reintroduced they had given a bit of a nod to the golden age heroes uh, by the fact that Barry Allen is shown reading one of the golden age flash comics and so it seems like without really saying it uh, they had established the fact that the golden age heroes, existed as comic book characters, that their adventures perhaps were not real, uh, but they were simply characters. And in fact, Barry Allen even says that the Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick, was his favorite character, which is why he ends up naming himself the Flash. But what DC decided to do is, uh, because it seemed like people now cared so much about continuity, um, under the direction of the editor of DC at the time, a very influential man named Julius Schwartz, um, they decided to write a story in which they would basically explain all of this stuff. And uh, that story appeared in The Flash number 123, and it's, of course, the famous story, The Flash of Two Worlds. And this came out in September of 1961. Now, interestingly, this story was written by Gardner Fox, who was the writer of the original Flash. So what happens in this story is that... Um, is that Iris West has organized a charity event. She's supposed to have a magician there, but he doesn't show up. So the Flash comes to do some super speed tricks for the kids. Um, during a rope climbing trick, he's vibrating his molecules at super speed when he suddenly disappears and shows up in a place where he, that he doesn't recognize. He begins to explore and finds out that he's in Keystone City, which is the home of the Golden Age Flash. 
And so he begins to think, is it possible that these comic book stories that I was reading as a kid were actually real? So he goes to the phone book, and he looks up Jay Garrick and finds that he's listed. And he goes and finds him and finds out that, in fact, Jay Garrick was the Flash. Um, They end up coming to the conclusion that basically all of these Golden Age superhero stories that had happened were actually things that had occurred, they just occurred on a parallel Earth, and that the writers of these stories on the Earth that uh, that Barry Allen lived on were somehow kind of psychically in tune with what was going on in this parallel Earth, and so they were writing the stories. And so basically, the comic book stories that were being read on Barry Allen's Earth were really the history of this alternate parallel Earth. And uh, so this established a theme that uh, DC has gone to the well with many times since then. This, of course, established the idea of the multiverse and DC continuity. Um, Also, the idea of comic books recording uh, what had actually happened on another planet is something that DC has gone back to uh, even recently. Grant Morrison in his uh, series Multiversity uh, referred to that. And uh, Mr. Mixias Pitalik in one of the early Superman Rebirth stories makes a reference to the fact that what is a coloring page in one universe is actually history in another universe. So this did establish the idea of the multiverse, and the way that it was set up was that the planet, the the Earth that Barry Allen, the current Flash, lived on, the Silver Age Flash, this was Earth-1. And on Earth-1, the superheroes started showing up in the 50s and 60s. Um, the parallel Earth was Earth-2, where the superheroes had shown up earlier. Uh, they had shown up basically during World War II. And uh, so that accounted for some of the differences in their histories. Um, And this is why the histories were very similar, but they weren't exactly the same. Um, Of course, later on, DC would expand on that idea. They would have a lot more Earths. We now, uh, their their big thing now, of course, that there's 52 of them. Uh, But at first, they just had the two. Now... um, There was, however, I should point out, DC did have a third Earth that they talked about called Earth Prime. And Earth Prime was the Earth that we live on where there are no superheroes. And so what's the purpose of Earth Prime? Well, basically, according to DC, the comic book stories of Earth Prime are actually records of the histories of these other parallel Earths. Now, uh, some people have pointed out, and I want to thank uh, Bryce Smith for pointing this out on an earlier podcast, that there was a previous appearance of the multiverse in Wonder Woman number 59 in May of 1953, where Wonder Woman ends up going to an alternate Earth. Um, Interestingly, uh, that story, that early Wonder Woman story, was written by Robert Kaniger, and uh, the reason that's interesting is because Robert Kaniger was also the writer of Showcase number 4 that reintroduced the flag as the Silver Age Flash. Now, the reason that that Wonder Woman story, though, is not considered the beginning of the multiverse and DC continuity is because nothing happened with it after that. Basically, it didn't lead anywhere. It wasn't until the story The Flash of Two Worlds in Flash number 123 that the multiverse became a feature of DC continuity. But, of course, that's been a feature of DC ever since and uh, uh, is, of course, one of the most sought-after stories of the Silver Age 
page. It even appeared on an episode of The Big Bang Theory, where Sheldon lost his copy of Flash of Two Worlds to, um, to Wallowitz over a bet on identifying a species of cricket. So uh, it's a very famous story, one that uh, has been in demand, has been reprinted many times, and has affected DC continuity ever since then. And I hope you will join us next time as we talk about a comic book which not only had a huge influence on DC, but actually did on Marvel as well. And that is Justice League of America.